Tonight on Grit and Grace, are you where you thought you would be? Join Lynn and I as we discuss where we thought we might be when we were kids. What would you go back and tell your 17-year-old self? Catch us each Monday night right here on Mile High Radio. New and exciting. Turn it on. Turn it up. What's up, Mile High Radio? CJ here, back with another episode of Grit and Grace. And as always, my amazing cohort, Lynn Brunette, is standing by to deliver yet another awesome topic. Tonight's topic is, are you where you thought you would be? It's simple as that. Are you where you thought you would be? I know sometimes I don't believe I am. And then there's other times where I believe I'm way further than I thought I would be. So stick around and check this out. Out of high school was get a job on a cruise line. Yeah, I thought about that once. I, I seriously, again, I, it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, really. I never thought of the, the whole concept of being, uh, serving people all day, all night, never getting a chance to go out and do your own thing. You're just there. Always there. That, I mean, it just, I, re, I remember when I was taking a cruise a few years back and we would run into serve, uh, service people from the boat during their off time. And uh, like we'd go back out on the fantail and, you know, smoke a little weed or something. I don't know. And then, uh, these people would be out there and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, you brought me my uh, so-and-so today. Or, or, hey, I remember you. You made that little swan thing and left it on my kids' pillows. And it's just, I wouldn't want to, no, no. I just, that. Oh, that come on. You're looking at the wrong things about it. Yes, you're right, Blaine. The Love Boat. The Love Boat. Mm-hmm. I loved that freaking show. 10 o'clock, Friday nights. No. Nine o'clock. It was Fantasy Island at 10 o'clock after Love Boat Friday nights. But no, you know why I wanted to get a job on a cruise line? Because what a way to like travel. Um, yeah, that whole travel idea. Let me, let me put that into perspective. Oh, don't. You have to kill my friend. I'm going to do this. You have to shit on this for you. I'm doing this for you because I love you. (laughs) I'm helping you out here so you don't feel so bad about not doing that. Okay. So you pull into port and you're thinking, oh my God, we're an amazing place. We're in like Oslo and we're going to have a great time. We're going to go in and, you know, drink a few with the, with the homies and stuff. And then here, here's what happens. We pull into port <laughs> and now you've got you've to clean every single one of the staterooms. And then you're just... You go I don't to- clean. I'm not, I wouldn't be doing that. That's not what I would be doing. That's what you think you wouldn't be doing. But that's, that's what, what not what I would be doing. So what job? What job are you looking at on the on the on the love boat? I am a teacher. I would be teaching something. Oh, so okay, so say you're a dance instructor. You know what you're doing then? There you're, you go. You're mopping the floor. You're you're trying to figure out exactly what it is that you need to be doing next. You know That's fine. <laughs> But anyways, hey, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break from Lynn for just a second because she's got some very important news that she had to take, and I'm just going to continue rolling with this. But anyways, no, I'm just, I'm playing with her. You know, being on a boat, it would have been, it would be awesome. Uh, The whole time that we were cruising, I think I spent more time at the art galleries and just hanging out, listening to the art auctions, stuff like that. Now, I guess if maybe that was your job, maybe if you were an auctioneer and doing that kind of stuff, that would be all right. Um, but the other jobs, not so much sure I'd be into that. You would really have to be into the whole hospitality thing. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm just not that guy. But I'm sure Lynn is because she's got a heart of gold. Anyhow, um, so yeah, if you think about it, 
back when you're 17 years old, you had all these aspirations. You knew what you're going to go to college for because everybody's going to college, right? Everybody's like, oh, where are you going to college? Well, I'm going to go to UND or I'm going to go to SDSU or I'm going to go to blah, 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 LSU, wherever. Everybody has this dream of and these aspirations of going to college, but then things happen. Uh, things change a little bit. Maybe you don't get a chance to go to college because the, the funding just isn't quite there. So you take a different route and you end up going into the military. Well, now you just completely took a left turn there. Now you're spending the next four years of your life in the military and you've in during those four years, what's going to happen is you're going to find out that you love to do something more than you ever thought you would love to do things. So you spend another four years, you sign up for another four years. Next thing you know, you've been in for 17 years, 18 years, 20 years, and you're, you're trying to figure out what the hell do I do next? I just wasted all this time. I didn't do anything. I went overseas, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I, I, you, you get to do your traveling ish, you know, because obviously you don't get to do whatever you want to do when you're doing your traveling. Kind of like uh, if you were working on a cruise line, you're not going to get to do the things that you would like to do all the time. You may get a few opportunities to experience a few things. But uh, from the people that I ever that I talked to that were on the boat when we were back on the fantail smoking a little herb, um, they very rarely got off the boat when they went into port. And when I say very rarely, they they would tell me that they would the whole time the boat is in port, that's the time for it to do all its main cleaning. That's the time to do all its updates on their computers, uh, any any maintenance that needs to be handled. They handle it, and you got to think there are thousand people on a boat and for every for every thousand people or for every one person or uh, god what was it there's one server or one person per three people on a boat so think about that for a second so if there's a thousand well let's just make it easy math if if there's 900 people there's 300 workers and uh yeah and they got to figure out exactly how to make all of this stuff work now, would it be kind of cool to be able to say, yeah, I was, uh, I was on a cruise for a while. I went, I went cruising for a year, worked my way up, and ended up as the entertainment director. Hell, yeah, that would be cool as hell. But at the same time, you know, the reality sets in. You don't just get a job on a, on a cruise ship just to do whatever. Typically, those, those are jobs that are, are worked from within the companies and they have to work their way up and learn from somebody above them. Anyhow, <clears throat> excuse me, holy smokes, I got a little bit of frog in my throat. Kermit the Frog came over last night and uh, decided he was going to just, uh, anyhow, uh, we're going to go a different direction. That's, that's a bad joke anyway. So, uh, <laughs> hey, what's happening? How's it going? Good. Excellent. Boy, we had kind of a roll going. All of a sudden you come back and it's just good. Excellent. <laughs> Anyways, I was talking about the cruise ship industry and shitting all over your dream one more. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't actually shitting on it. Um, I was ex just explaining that uh, having talked to the people, like I said, when we'd go back out on the fantail, we'd have a little time to, you know, take in the fresh green air. And uh, we'd, we'd ask him about the job because I always thought that would be kind of cool too to be able to work well, on Well, I'm thinking you can travel. You'd meet all kinds of different people. You make money. Yeah. Better than like getting a job at some fast food joint, which I did. I worked at A&W <laughs> and, you know, I did and I met some people there too. But I always thought, wow, like you can travel around. And I realized that I'm not going to be, I wouldn't be traveling like the other people, but at least you could see different scenery and like meet the people, right? I always just thought that would be a great first way to like, you know, but you, but then I found out you can get a cruise ship job anytime. Yeah. I could go do laughter yoga on a cruise ship. Like hell, that'd be fun. Yeah, as long as there's a there's a reason for it, then absolutely you could do that. Well, of course there's a fucking reason. Who doesn't like to laugh? Well, you're just shitting all over everything tonight. You know, all those all those people that think that well, the cruise ship. They, I mean, I okay. So I went on that cruise, 
And these people that we talk to, like I was telling everybody, for for every three people on a boat, there's one person that works for the boat. So if there's 900 people on the boat, there's a 300 people that work on the boat. When those boats go into port, the people that work on the boat, they cannot get off the boat. They have to stay on the boat so they can get everything fixed. So if you can't get off the boat, what the, why the hell do you want to work on the boat? And meeting the people. <laughs> you know, a boat's only so big, right? You're going to see the same <laughs> damn shit each and every time. <laughs> You're going to get so sick. No, as a, a stewardess, though, no, like uh, Tamar, Tamara says, a stewardess, they do get to get off the damn airplane. At least they get yeah. to the cities that they go to. Yeah. Get on international flights. Boom. There you go. You might have a three, four day layover. You don't know what's going to happen. So you go check out the sites. Um, that I could see as a pretty exciting job other than having to, uh, wiggle my fat ass down that skinny little aisle. Um, I think, uh, I think that would be a pretty fun job. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it would be for sure. Um, that's the only one that I sort of every once in a while would look back and go, but that wasn't my whole life. That was just something that I always wished. I mean, there was other things that I, I had, you know, would have wanted to do. Like I was a tennis pro. Like I loved playing tennis. I played tennis all the time. And I thought that I'd want to be professional one day. That didn't happen. And I, I don't, like, I don't know what happened. Um, race car driving. But that was just because I liked that. But I never, ever thought that I would seriously do it. I just really liked that. Like I... <laughs> just love driving and, and they're going to have to rip my driver's license out of my hand when I'm an old lady one day. Cause, <laughs> and so, you know, I played with cars when I was a kid, I was all about that. So, but those are just jobs. That's not your whole life in terms of whole life. I mean, and then the last year I've really been thinking about that, you know, every once in a while I think back, like, Am I, am I living? And you know what prompted it was, was last year my mom passed away and two of my friends passed away. And that's like a real sucker punch. Like, whoa. And then you get thinking automatically about your life. Like, holy shit. Like things can change in a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I, you know, I got to thinking like, am I, do, am I living the life that I always thought I wanted to live? Am I doing the things that I want to do? Am I accomplishing those things? And that, you know, I started, no, no, I'm not. And then I started thinking, if I was to die next week, would I be happy with the life I had lived so far? And no, big fat no. And if this was the rest of my life, uh, would I be okay with that? And it was like, no, might as well shoot me now. So, you know, I just, I really got on to like being really honest with myself and saying, okay, so you're not, what is that plan you had for yourself? And I, and you know, I think we all somewhat live a little bit of what we maybe started out doing if you really wanted to look at it. Like I sort of am, but not in the whole way that I sort of thought. I, there's aspects of my life that are like, yeah, you know, because I think that's just so in, it, you're, it's just so meant to be that you're meant to do certain things and, and there's certain, there's strengths and interests and things that are just so innate within you that somehow those things will come into your life. Um, I wish I'd gotten into broadcasting. I didn't know that uh, it was going to be such an important part of my life, but I didn't. I didn't know it. So. You know, that's that's one of the things I'm so happy that I did join the military for. Um, I wanted, from the time I was a little kid, I always wanted to be in broadcasting, or I wanted to be in the movies, or something. And, and I really didn't have the ability. I didn't have the, um, the roadmap for it, if you will. So I went into the military completely because I needed some uh, college money, first of all. Second of all, I, there was nothing else to do. There is nothing. 
there's nothing for someone like me that came from a little tiny town of 300 people other than being a farmer. And I'm not a farmer. I can't grow a damn anything. And, or, or God forbid I had cattle or something like that. I cannot stand this. I can't stomach the smell of pig and, and oh man, I can't do it. I grew up on a pig farm. I can't even, uh, I can't even eat pig anymore because it's that nasty. Anyhow, so <laughs> there's nothing for someone. And if you want to get out of the town, you either went to college somewhere far away. If your parents had the means to help you get into college, you can, mm-hmm. you can get Pell Grants and you can get all these things. But without, without a little bit of help from mom and dad, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get into school. Yeah. Since my parents made just over the minimum amount to get, you know, all this mm-hmm. free money, I didn't qualify. So I fell into that category of, hey, you you don't pay, you don't play. And uh, the military became my option. That, that was kind of my way out of the town. And it was it was a way for me to be able to experience the travel, like like you were saying, and all these other things. However, I'm going to shit on myself too because uh, – they don't tell you that when you get to go overseas and do all this other cool stuff, it's not for vacation. It's you actually got to do a job, uh, which that kind of sucks sometimes. But um, for all the for all the times that it did suck, there was a lot of great times. Obviously, you know Germany was awesome. Uh, Turkey was great. Ireland was amazing. So there's a lot of cool places that I got to go. But unfortunately, the job that I did in the army for the first 12 years, I didn't know what I was going to do when I got out. It scared the living shit out of me. But didn't they get, they, they train you for things like, cause I think that's the way for a lot of people that they go to, into the military because of, uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you do, right. but don't they like, cause I know quite a few, like here it's the Navy. Um, so there's a big base just about an hour and a half South of me on the Island here. Um, and I know quite a few of them that once they get out they're they trained for something right. and now they work for the military as a civilian, but yeah, trained by the military. That's not always, I mean, you look at all the people that are going in and out of the military, you're not, you can't bank on the fact that you're going to get a job working yeah. for um, supply guys, for example, people that work in supply or people that work in personnel and admin and things like that, they have a very high possibility and opportunity to go back to work as a civilian contractor for the military. But yeah. when you're an infantry guy, uh, your job is to learn tactics and, and to yeah. how to shoot and all these kind of things. When you're in the infantry, there's not a whole lot out there for you once you get out other than maybe becoming a, a private contractor, you know, a security contractor or yeah. into a police force, um, I, which I could, I'm not going to do. I couldn't do that even if I wanted to, because, well, when I was young, dumb and full of, well, something other than uh, beer, uh, I, uh, I, I got myself into a little bit of trouble and, and it happened to be. You? A, yeah, me. You? Ah, wow. You're such a brood. <laughs> I know. So because of that, I couldn't get out of the military and go into law enforcement or anything like that. Okay. That's something else I wanted to do. So I was stuck. I didn't have anything. So at 12 years in, I was like, I was looking at, I was like, what the hell am I going to do when I get out? Because I've already invested 12 years of my life to the yeah. That was three enlistments. They're three, four, you know, you go in, you sign up for six years, but it's a four and two, four years active, two years inactive. Mm-hmm. I went from, I went from four years and then I said, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to stay doing this because there ain't shit for me out there. So I did another four years. So I was in eight years. Well, now you're in for eight years. It's like, you know what? There's only 12 years left to a retirement. So then I st- go for another four years. I'm in for 12 years. Like, well, now if I get out, I'm just stupid. I mean, it, it turns into that kind of inner dialogue. Yeah. And then, yeah. you, then you start, but at 12 years, you start looking at it it's like, God, am I going to be a grunt this, the whole time I'm in? My body's starting to fall apart and I'm only freaking 28 years old. Uh, you know, actually, I'm 30 years old. At 30 years old, my body's already falling apart because the road marches and, and all the training and this, that, and the other. 
So then you get yeah. to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm going to see if I can reclass. I'm going to look for a different military occupational skill and I'm going to reclass. Yeah. And, uh, I just happened to walk into the, the uh, retention NCO's office the same time the public affairs officer, uh, Major Jacobson, was walking out. And uh, he kind of looked at me. He goes, what, do you, what are you here for? Are you re-enlisting? I said, no, I need a different job. He goes, oh, do you want to be a broadcaster? I'm like, do I have to go in road marches? He goes, no. I said, sign me up. And uh, that's how I kind of got transferred over. Now, what he, he did lie to me because they did stick me out in the sticks with the infantrymen and the artillerymen and the freaking calf scouts and all this shit. So I did still have to hump my fair share of crap, but it was a whole lot more fun, way more yeah. fun. See, see, see how things come about. But a lot of times we shut that down, right? We have that. And unfortunately we have that. We're kind of, it's kind of ingrained that we grow up, we get a job, we meet somebody, we get married, we have kids, we get old, they leave, we get sick, we die. Yeah. Like that just sort of like that's what's put out there is this is the path you are to follow. And if you don't get married, there must be something odd about you. And if you don't have children, you, there's something wrong with you. And, and it's, you know, and, and then people start feeling like there's something wrong with them if they don't follow that. So we're so trained into that when things do come along that are meant to come along, we shut them down because it doesn't feed into that. So look at that that came about with the whole broadcasting. Like that's amazing. And I want to go back to something that Blaine said and he said violin. I played classical violin for six years. It was awesome. It was really good. It was a great experience. So I'm forever like a fan of when I hear strings play, I'm just like just tugs at me, grabs me. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of things that I love how that came about for you, the whole broadcasting thing. I mean, shit, I'm glad you but it did comes, it. It comes from being that in the moment type of personality. Um, a lot of people, they don't think like, they think like, the most, lot of, a lot of people think like, hey, I need to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my future. They're, they're constantly con concerned yeah. what's going on in the future. Where am I going to be in the future? And you stop living where you're at right now today. And you're, and you're so focused on this, this end goal. Yeah. But you, you miss the, yeah, you, you completely miss that whole along the way. And without, without stopping and smelling the roses, so to speak, you you, yeah. could, you could really miss out on opportunity. Uh, there's because we're yeah. all we're all given opportunities each and every day. It's whether or not you turn left or you turn right, whether or not that opportunity presents itself, or if it just takes off into a different area. You just continue trying to reach that end goal. Yeah, exactly. You said that perfectly about how you know it's you're you're told to like find that thing that's going to like, you're going to run with for the rest of your life. And you've, and I remember, you know, finishing high school thinking, well, shit, I don't know what I want to do. I know what I like and I know what I'm interested in and I know what, what grabs me, but I don't know what I want to do. I mean, God, I wanted to be a lawyer too, you know, like, God, I wanted to be a tennis player, a lawyer. I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a race car driver. It was all these like power type things that I wanted to do but you know so instead I became a legal assistant so I was a legal assistant for most of my adult career I worked in law family law criminal law um, you know that fed my analytical brain and uh, but yeah we're taught I remember growing up I, al I always heard get a job that has a pension yeah. and if you can get in job with the government then you'll be good well we see that's not good anymore. We, you know, all my relatives back east have all have worked in government, worked in the parliament buildings, worked for the the prime minister. Um, you know, Trudeau, not the current Trudeau, but his dad, way back in the '60s and the '70s. Like, 
And, but you see that it's not secure like that anymore. But I remember growing up, it was like, you had to think long-term, get a job that you could stay at for the rest of your freaking life till you die that has a pension and you'll be set. It was not these little short-term things to take. And that I missed out on things because of that. My damn cat is driving me crazy. <laughs> Shut up. Go outside. Send your cat here. It won't go outside ever again. <laughs> cold right now so yeah you know it's like remember those things and you know I did a lot of things I was a figure skater for a while um, I've done full training as a herbalist you know I was very much into alternative healing I still use that stuff in my own life I used that stuff when I had my son you know I've done a lot of these little things and I think that was because I just had to do that like you I just there was these things that I loved that I wanted to experience and do. So, you know, I had my career for a little while, but I did still dabble in other things. And I wish I'd started this a long time ago. You know, and the thing I found, here's, here's the most interesting fact of all the things that I've, I've just tried to stick my fingers into, right? Stick uh, your fingers into. Yeah, I, I thought you'd catch that. I was hoping you'd catch that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So here's the thing. Um, everybody talks about you want to be stable. You want to have that stable relationship. You want to have that stable job. You want to have that stable family, all this stability in your life. But my life has always been extremely chaotic. I've always gone after those very dangerous jobs. Uh, for example, I, I worked as an underwater welder after I became certified as a, as a, a commercial diver just because I wanted to do something that was going to challenge my physical abilities as much as my mental ability. So I became a, a, a commercial driver. Uh, and in doing so, I thought that that was going to be the last job I ever had for the rest of my life. It was so awesome. It was so cool, but it got boring after a certain period of time. And it was like, time to go. Got to see you later. Bye. And all that kind of crap. Well, the more chaotic things have, have gotten, I've experienced so many different amazing things, you know, uh, whether it be from broadcasting, whether it be, you know, starting a business and working my business and growing it and then selling it and doing all these awesome things. I never once ever felt that I couldn't provide for my family. Something always presented itself. An opportunity always came up that was, that was there for me to be able to take care of my family may not know how many times I could you go to that well, but at the same time, anytime I needed to take care of them, something always presented itself, whether it be a contract for, for a job or, or whatever the case is, something always came up. And I think having, your, having that uh, faith in yourself, having complete trust in what your capabilities are, understanding what your strengths and your weaknesses are to to a fault. Um, once, once you have all that in your toolbox, you really don't have a whole lot to worry about anymore. There's not a whole lot to fear anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But see that, that was normal for you. Um, chaos. So that's why you didn't worry about providing because it's not like that was a, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't unsure, even though it was un an unsure situation for you, that was certainty. The uncertainty was certain for you, but yeah. you grew up in a chaotic lifestyle. Well, yeah, it's, but at the same time though, you, you can't. But it made you here's, flexible. Here's and that's where, what you need. Here's where this all came to light. Um, when part of, part of the military training, you have to go through a land navigation course. You have to learn how to read a map. You have to use a compass and a protractor to be able to navigate from point A to point B to point C to point D. And you have to be able to do this without a shadow of a doubt. Because if you don't, you're going to have piss off a lot of people when they have to come and look for you. Yeah, no doubt. So we were, we were in a, doing this land navigation training. And I remember this, this I think it was an E6. Uh, I remember this guy looking at me. He's like, you know, here's the thing. Throw all the doubt out the window. 
you've got a compass, you've got a map, and you've got a protractor. Those are the three tools that you need to succeed in this course right here. The one thing you don't have right now and the, what's going to get you lost and make you fail is trust in yourself. Trust yourself. Blindly trust yourself. Once you start to blindly trust yourself and understand that you are going to make the best decision based on the information that you have, mm-hmm. and it, self-preservation comes into play big time here, but you will always err on the side of caution, and if you trust yourself, that instinct will get you through 110% of the time. It's Truth. true, and it's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, that's so trained out of us now. So trained out of us, so doubt, you know, we become doubtful. Uh, people don't know how to recognize their gut instinct. Um, you know, you're told to follow this path. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. You know, so much I've been thinking in the last year, you know, we only have this one life. And what is it that you want to do? And I think we forget, and, and me too, and what I've been reminded of in the last year is, you know, it's, all you have is yourself, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. And that points to, you have everything you need inside of yourself and exactly what you just said. And life is here to be experienced. And just because you decide to do something doesn't mean you can't change your mind. And when I really knew that, like when I really knew that, because I knew it, but sometimes we don't always know it. When I really got that and really thought about it and really knew it, uh, it just was like, whoa, yeah, that's right. I can change my mind. If it doesn't work out, I can leave. I I can pivot. I can do something else. Like I've done it before. Yeah. So, you know, but we get thinking that we're so afraid to make the wrong decision because we think we can't change that and make another decision. Yeah. Every day, every, every day there's a decision being made. You, yeah. You either decide that it's not for you or you decide it is for you. But every single day you're making a decision on one, one way or the other. Yeah. So you may as well decide, decide to do the thing that you love to do and want to do and, and even if you fail at it, fail at it once. Don't worry about it. Do it again. It's decide to do it again. Just do it a little bit different so you don't make the same mistake. Yeah. The mistakes that you make, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Try it out. Do something different. Absolutely. It may not, you know, if you've drawn to something and something comes along and you think, well, this isn't fitting my plan, maybe you know, things don't always look the way we expect them to look. We have this idea, we have this plan, this thing comes along and we're like, well, that doesn't fit the, you know, this box that we created for ourselves. And we, I know so many people who think that they're so woke and the latest word, hashtag woke. And, you know, that they're so aware of what's going on and they have this plan. We see that a lot on social media, have a plan, have a strategy, well, that can like, that, that isn't always good because you're so, fo- sometimes you're so focused on that. We talked about this in an episode not that long ago. You're s- so focused on that. You're not seeing the thing that's coming along and maybe it's not dressed up looking the way you thought and you just walk on by. You know, that's, that reminds me of a, of a story that I heard. Well, of I, course it does. When I was a kid. Cause so many things do. <laughs> No, it's it. It reminds me of a story, and it's not a. It's not like a like a story. This happened to me, or this happened to anybody that I knew. It was like a fable that I was told, and it, it's about these two guys. They were walking along the road, and the one guy, and they happened to pass by each other, and the one guy says, "Hey, watch out for that big rock in the in uh, in the middle of the road." And so the guy says, "Thank you very much," and he keeps on walking, and he gets to that rock in the middle of the road, and as he's walking by that rock, he looks over at it. He's like, there's something not, there's something strange about that rock. It's like a big, clear rock. No wonder why people are tripping over it. So he's, he gets, he gets a, a friend of his, and he, they go and they move this rock out of the middle of the road. And his friend looks at the rock and he says, well, this rock is clear. No wonder why people kept tripping over it. We better take this and move it over, uh, move it somewhere else. 
Now, as they're, as they're dragging this rock out of the way so nobody else trips over it, they're dragging it through desert sands, and it starts polishing this rock. And it, the more it polishes the rock, the more it starts shining, and the more it starts shining, the more these, these people start realizing, hey, this isn't just a rock. This is a big diamond. So sometimes the rock in the middle of the road, all you got to do is pick it up and bear it, and you drag it along, and it polishes itself up, and you'll be sitting on a diamond. And I was told that story when I was a kid because I was, I was bitching and crying about something because, oh, this, it wasn't fair because these people always get to do this or these people always get to do that. And my grandpa told me this story. He goes, he goes they, may be get, they may get to do all these different things. He, he goes, but the thing is, is you need to look out for those opportunities. You need to be aware of the opportunities that present themselves like that rock. You might, it might not look like the greatest opportunity in the world, but you drag it for long enough, it will polish up and you will be sitting on that diamond. And uh, that's, that's always stuck with me. That's like when you've had enough shots of tequila, anything looks good. <laughs> no, that's not anything. Not anything. Because I've never done enough shots of tequila where I've looked over at my buddy Joe and said, hey, Joe, you're looking fine. You want to go to my place? It's not going to happen. Sorry, ah. folks. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, true. True story. That's a great story. That's yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's true. It's true. You know, we've got this one life. And I think that, you know, I if you're not happy where, where you are, if you want to change things, if you want to incorporate more, you know, think back to the things that, that interest you. What are you drawn to? What, what, you know, pops up in front of you that kind of makes you go, oh, that's kind of weird. And, you know, find ways. Maybe it's not possible for you to completely change your life. Maybe it's not possible for you to, you know, move to Europe or whatever you had thought you were going to do or completely do a whole new career. But what are some ways, what are some of those things? Think back to some of those things that didn't interest you and that you, maybe you always thought you would grow up and do. And how can you incorporate that into your life now? You know, or maybe you can, but you don't really know how to do it. Maybe, maybe you are, you know, single and you don't have children that you to worry about and you don't have these responsibilities and you think gee I want to do this thing and it's completely different you know we always have the uh I can't remember what that word is um um the something committee you know the people that want to drag you down all the time huh itty bitty titty committee I don't know I can't remember what the word is, but you know, there's always people around who'll tell you, you can't do that. And why would you want to do that? If there's something that you're dying to do. I don't know what you call them up in Canada, but we call them politicians here in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Find that one person, you know, there's, there's someone in your life that will be there because we, sometimes we only need one other person to believe in us. Right. So, you know, find that one person that, is going to, no, it's not the misery committee. Now it's going to bug me. Um, There's somebody that's going to back you. You know that there's somebody that, that really wants what's best for you and find that person. I know this woman that um, a friend of uh, just a common an acquaintance, she had always wanted to be an RCMP officer married, had a couple kids. That was her dream. And she just decided she was going to do it. And, you know, she's got to go to for training and for like five or six weeks. It's pretty intense thing. And she just did it. And she just found, you know, just surrounded herself with the people that she knew would support her in doing that and, and made it happen. You know, so sometimes we have those thoughts. Well, you know, I can't. I have a family. I, you know, figure out a way to do it if you want to do it bad enough. I mean, she changed her whole career, but maybe for some people it's just, I want to do these things that um, I want to incorporate some more of that in my life, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and like Donna just said, you've got to believe in yourself before you, anybody else will ever believe in you. You know, it's it's kind of like that that saying, monkey see, monkey do. If you believe in yourself, they'll believe in you. Um, if 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 you're a confident person, it, people will look at you and, and believe that you're you're a leader. It's just it's how you carry yourself. And and to be honest with you, it's not so hard. It's really not very hard at all for for to believe in yourself. You just have to make that decision. And like you know, Jim said earlier, you know, even not making a decision is making a decision. So own it. Make uh-huh. just just own it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right, Dave. You do have to like, you, you got to love yourself. You got to believe in yourself first. I mean, you have to because, you know, who else will? And there is somebody else who will, but sometimes it's hard and you have to, you have to be all in for yourself. Absolutely. Is there something that you haven't done? You've done a shitload of stuff too. Is there something that you still want to do? I don't know. Um, something might come up tomorrow. And I think that, hey, that'd be cool. I'd love to do that. Uh, and I would, I would just probably do it. But um, I know. That's what I love. You've inspired me so much too. A lot of things that, that I've, I've wanted to do. Yes, there is one thing that I want to do. Um, one of the things that I <laughs> – this is as silly as it gets. But uh, I want to – own a hot dog cart. Oh, cool. (laughs) It's just weird. I want a mini donut cart. We can park next to each other. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of weird. Hot dogs and donuts. (laughs) Oh yeah. They kind of fit together really well. Um, (laughs) 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 Oh wow. That just hit me. (laughs) You finally got me to break girl. Way to go. Uh, but no, it's, it's one of the things that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to start like a little hot dog car. And then <laughs> see, even Dave, we broke Dave even. Cry count one for Dave too. No, maybe. Anyway. I love mini donuts. I could smell those things like from a mile away. If there's an event, if I think there's going to be a mini donut cart there, I am freaking there. <laughs> and I'm just gold. Like, I don't even know what's around me. I'm like elbowing people out of the way. I need my mini donuts. So there you go. I do too. I, I do like mini donuts. But the we'll only have to do that on our road trip. The only thing that gets me more than mini donuts, gets me more jazzed up, is funnel cake. Mm, God, love me some funnel cakes. Uh, is that like lava cake? Is What's it, a funnel cake? A uh, funnel cake is basically you got like your thing of grease, right? And then you take a, like a squirt bottle and it's got like a pancake batter, but it's not really pancake. It's, and then you just kind of like f- all over the place and it just creates this yummy, awesome like a, confection of perfectness. Oh, it's so good. So I, good. Hmm, I guess I haven't had one of those. <laughs> yes. Right. Funnel cakes. Um, Google it. <laughs> Huh. Churros. Oh my God. Yes. Churros. Churros. So good. Yeah. I like churros. Churros are good. Um, I'm all about the churro. No, I'm not. Churros are long. No, you're all about the hot dogs. Yeah, but no. We'll have hot dogs and mini donuts on our road. (laughs) Hot dogs and mini donuts. Yes. But no, it's, that's the one thing that I haven't done yet. And um, I actually found uh, a guy here in town. He's, he's wanting to get out of the business. He's been doing it for the last eight years. And he's like, hey, okay, it's time to get done. Time to be done. And he's selling his his equipment for 2500 bucks. So I'm going to make a bid on that and see if I can't. Just, but it goes down to that, though. It's like you want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely do that. Like, definitely. Like, it's there's it's easy to figure out and people are like oh i can't do that i don't have the money but if you want to do something bad enough start figuring out steps just start taking the steps just start take the steps that you need to take right now i've gone through i've done my food uh, my serve safe for for uh being able to handle food and stuff like that so i've got serve safe done i went i went ahead and uh, and that didn't cost me anything 
Then I went ahead and I went and, and uh, looked up all the guidelines, all the rules. So I know that I'm going to have to go and get it inspected by the city before I can do this. Yeah. I, I, I found out all the laws about this and, and I know what's going on with it. And by the time that I have the $2,500 put together, which will probably happen here in the next couple of months, by the time I have the $2,500 put together, I will know everything I need to know about the legality uh, portion of running a food, uh, food business, uh, street food business. So, yeah. and, That's the thing, taking the steps and then the, what you need starts coming to you. It does. Like every freaking time, it's inevitable. I want to do something. You have a thought. What's one thing that you can do? What's one thing that you can do? And you, you'll be amazed at the things that come to you. Like amazed. And it just Jim, made me think of something really inappropriate. But um, <laughs> well, that shouldn't surprise anybody. We've got crepes, some dogs, and mini donuts too. <laughs> crepes, yes, crepes, Maria. Being French, oh my God, crepes, yes, stuffed crepes. Ooh. Absolutely. And I have. I don't think my Timmy's has salt and vinegar tater chips, Donna. Where's your Timmy's? Huh? Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I love it when people say, you know, I kind of decided, and they tell you quietly, like they're sort of like, like they shouldn't, or like it's a secret, or like, uh, like just take one step, just do one thing, like it's just unbelievable, and and that has been the whole last year for me, absolutely, and you've been huge. <clears throat> well, I. I tell people like that you've been like my lifesaver in the last year. Like you have been so huge for that, for me in doing it more often. What she's saying is I'm like this big, huge blow up doll that floats in the water. I'm just, (laughs) just teasing. Not that kind of lifesaver. No, but, Oh, look at that. But, Really? That's, that's what it is. It doesn't even look like the name. Funnel cake? Yeah. You actually oh, that's it. something different. Blintzes. Is that Italian? What? Now we're talking about desserts. How did this show veer off into... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, because you were talking about trying something new and getting the hot dog cart. Right, right. So, anyways. But I love yeah. that. Keep us posted on that deal. Well, maybe we'll have that on our road trip. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just for the mainly for the rally and the state fairs. Yeah, how much, how fun is that? You know, it's like I don't want to, you know, go into the food business and be out in negative seven degrees serving hot dogs. However, I will do this in yeah. the because what better way to spend a summer than feeding a bunch of tourists because I do live in one of the, I think it's the number, it's the number two, tourist destination behind vegas what is rapid city oh yeah the black hills area so the second biggest tourist area in the country and i'm smack dab in the middle of it yeah why the hell am i not taking advantage of all those poor tourists get on your hog and right on down and get your dog there you go. You can be my uh, PR. No, actually, Donna, you're going to be my PR. You'll just be my marketing manager. That, we'll just go with that. But yeah, so that's that's my. Uh, I'll, sit on a, I'll sit on a bike and. That's that's my. Uh, under the carpet, want to try it out. Under the carpet. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah, that's under the carpet, man. It's like, yeah, I've got all this other stuff going on out and sort of the. And uh, and that one there, that one's kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool to do that. Why not? Yeah. It's and if it doesn't go, it doesn't go. It's it's exactly. I can sell this off to somebody else who who has the passion and who wants has the drive to want to start a a business. Yeah, that's the thing, right? That's absolutely the thing, and that goes with, um, oh, that goes with anything. I mean. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. I just see so many people who are either not happy with where they are, but they're longing also for that something that they've wanted to try. How many times have you heard somebody say, I've always wanted to whatever. Do it. 
do it. Why can't you do it? Find somebody that's going to help you. Find out what you need. Take at least that one step. Things are going to come along. It will come along. And uh, untrain yourself out of that, out of that, uh, <laughs> that's exactly the thought I was thinking, Jonah, <laughs> when he said that. That exactly what came to mind. <laughs> oh, you guys are terrible. Women are horrible beasts. <laughs> Ain't no carpet liquor. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Should we just wrap it up right here? I think we better because this is going the wrong direction <laughs> really quick. And we got. Always wanted to try that. What? You wanted to be a donut eater? <laughs> Sorry, folks. This is oh wow, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We got our point across. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> What's up, Mercy? Oh, cry count is through the roof tonight, Dave. <laughs> and I have no Kleenex. Like, holy shit, we got to wrap it up. All right, so folks, uh, thank you very much for checking this. <laughs> out it kind of went to hell in a handbasket and that's okay it, 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 that's okay um we we kind of got a point across what did we want to do did i think that i was going to be crying next to lynn on a video live stream no i didn't but you know what i wouldn't want to be anywhere else so thank you very much for watching tonight and if you want to catch more go on over, go on over to britandgracetv.com you can find the links to all of our social media YouTube, and even Mile High Radio. That's right. Do it. Do something new. Go to our website. Check it out. Yeah, please do something new and go to our website. We and if you've crap. watched and if you've watched this and you're going to, there's something you've been thinking about that you've always wanted to and it's in the back of your mind as you've been watching this, God, please let us know. Please let us know what that step was if you took a step and what you're going to do. Like, uh, we want to hear that. Like, honestly, we really want to know that because we will be here to support you. So, do it up. <laughs> All right. Do it. Thank you. So, we'll be coming back at you tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Mountain, 8 Eastern. Oh, no, 8 Pacific. And that's uh, way late, like 11 o'clock for all you East Coasters. So yeah. we will see you all tomorrow night. Have a great night. Bye, y'all. <laughs>